Great West College Hockey Podcast from the Summer Skate Studios is brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. M-Drive, honest ingredients, real science. Take our quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which of our products are right for you. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels championship run all season long. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Drury's and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your room at one of our over 150 locations at druryhotels.com. Burrito Express. Your local burrito joint with six East Valley locations. University of Arizona Hockey. Be a part of building not just a championship culture, but the future. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort and style. Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. Your next Allegiant Stadium event. Or catering your office party. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is Wednesday night, which means it's time for the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from the 28th floor of the beautiful Real Suites and a hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. And sitting about, oh, 20 feet away from me in this room is my co-host, Stephen Marsh, a Las Vegas native. Stephen, how are you tonight? I'm doing I'm doing good, yes. Uh, you made it safely to Las Vegas, and we finally got you out of Denver for a few days and get, get, get away and check things out here in Vegas. You got here a couple hours ago. We just had a nice meal before we came up here to do the show, and... And uh, so we're nice and well, uh, got food in our stomachs and ready for a, a good hour of, of uh, ACHA talk today. Well, let me tell you, I drove through Vail, Colorado at about mm, six o'clock in the morning this, today, and it was 44 degrees. I arrived in Las Vegas. It was like 101 to 108, somewhere in that range. And um, if I'm not sick tomorrow morning, there will be no reason. <laughs> or that will be the only reason. But anyway, uh, glad to be here. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a week of uh, traveling the Southwest and seeing some clients and uh, seeing the UNLV golf tournament and tomorrow the giving day uh, going on. So all kinds of good stuff. So I said, if we're going to be in Vegas and we're going to be doing this show live from here, why not bring on a guest from Vegas? So uh, Associate Head Coach Nick Raboni is going to join us shortly, and we're going to have a chance to not only talk about the Rebels, but also talk about uh, the Giving Day tomorrow and talk about the golf tournament. Again, uh, a sold-out event happening on Friday. So um, we'll bring Nick on here in about, I don't know, 12 minutes or so. But your thoughts on all things Rebel Hockey? Well, you know, I love to talk about Rebel Hockey. So uh, every opportunity we get, uh, of course, some of our other people might get at me a little bit because I'm always bleeding the scarlet and, and gray. But... <laughs> But they, they, there's a lot of good stuff going on with them. Um, I'm sure Nick can tell us more about this when we, when he comes on. But just some background on on their Giving Day, um, it's going to be uh, tomorrow. Um, as I think people can donate on, Nick will tell us about it. But uh, part of the event is going to take place from nine to eleven uh, at the Esports Arena inside the uh, Luxor Hotel and Casino. So not that far from here, just up the up the strip down a little bit. But uh, so that's going to be exciting. So you know other we've seen other schools and other, you know, other NCAA stuff. They, they do giving days where people have a chance to, to donate to the, to a program and, and do it in kind of a unique way with different campaigns that, you know, and if you just look first glance at their, their, they have a link that you can go to and, and each of the players have different things. Maybe I'm spoiling too much here. I should let Nick explain all this, but, uh, but that's kind of the background of, of what it is. And, and uh, so we also, cause they're trying to get, because they got a big season ahead of them, you know they've got they've got uh, some big games and they're trying to do some big things this year. And as as you know, Scott, to do what you want to do, it takes a little bit of uh, 
takes a little bit of the green stuff <laughs> to do. So they're trying to get some uh, some green stuff so they can accomplish what they want to what they want to do. Well, that that's one of the ways to get to the next level. Also, obviously, the way you play on the ice is important, and um, having your uh, community support and having your school support, all of those things are are requirements. And, and I think they're doing to make the jump. And I think they're doing all that pretty pretty strong. Last season, we saw them make make go as far as they've ever gone the in the uh, ACHA national tournament. They've picked up some some great players uh, this off this off season and. Uh, and Nick can tell us about that, especially a couple of uh, of NCAA caliber uh, players that came from NCAA programs that are that joining UNLV. So uh, that's exciting. And then uh, you know their games are packed. They've they've got great support. They they've got great social media presence. Is, is there they've made that an emphasis uh, the last couple of last season for sure. They took a step up a notch up. And I'm not offended by that because I was doing some lots <laughs> of social media stuff for them. But they got some really talented people last season doing that and and it, i think all that helped elevate them and they they've got openings for people to help out this year with the program and and uh, all that is gonna just continue to get them on the next level because all that is is important yes the money's part of it but you got to have the product on the ice you got to have the, the the following and the to, to, to get people that want to contribute and, and be a part of something that they feel like is going to be beneficial and and, and worth it yeah, you're 100% correct on that. Um, and, and other things going on in ACHA hockey, of course, we had a great couple of shows last, two shows with uh, some guys from the University of Arizona that were able to accomplish a rarity, uh, if you will, in college hockey, where you get a gold medal, two gold medal winners and a silver medal winner on the same team in the Maccabi uh, Cup tournament uh, in Jerusalem which in itself is is a neat story. And I thought it was great to have those guys on and explain what that was all about to them and uh, their faith and what it really meant to uh, to be playing for their country. And, of course, two of them uh, got, um, uh, got uh, you know, awards, uh, gold medals. Gold medals, right. For Team, Team USA. But the other one got it for Team Canada. So it was really cool, and it was it was fun to hear you know them talk, and and I'm getting criticized already by by Paul Hornstein telling me it's Maccabee, but uh, we were told by one it was Maccabee, Maccabee. All right, but the last show, one of the players, Jesse Lowell, told me it was it was uh, Maccabee. So they say it both ways, apparently. So there, take that, Paul Hornstein, if you're listening. I know you are, so don't try to hide. Anyway, um, so we'll look forward to having Nick on here shortly, and then we can uh, dig into Rebel Hockey, but. Um, lots of other things happening. We broke the news last week about Oregon losing their general manager and also their uh, head coach. So that's kind of disappointing in the hockey world because those two guys had worked really hard to build that program. And uh, through no, no fault of their own, I'm told, they, uh, they were dismissed. So that's kind of a bummer. But uh, San Diego State coming along and uh, you and uh, Arizona announced their schedule. Arizona State added Keith Carney as an assistant coach. So uh, lots of good stuff happening in the uh, ACHA world. And uh, as Coach Berman likes to tell us all the time, a, a high tide rises all ships. So uh, bring it on, right? Yeah. And you mentioned Arizona. They did finally put out their schedule. Um, and so we, we, we kind of knew some parts of it uh, from Chad Berman, but uh, we know that they're going to open up the season uh, against Davenport uh, September 3rd. 30th and October 1st. Then they're going to have a couple games against Grand Canyon. They're making a trip to Michigan, which we knew already. They're going to play Adrian, which we talked about. They're going to play that on the third game of, of three nights. Um, and then, of course, they'll play the usual opponents, Utah, ASU. You know, go to Colorado State. They'll play UNLV home and away. They'll play ASU a bunch of times. And then the only thing we don't know about AS, the ASU games is, are those games, the road games, will they be at Oceanside or will they be at the, the new Mullet Arena? Or on the auxiliary rink in Mullet Arena, so <laughs> that's the other news, of course, is it, which is an ACHA okay, tie because. Let me correct you right now. That auxiliary rink is uh, known as the Mountain um, Credit Union something or other <laughs> facility. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's it, much better. <laughs> that's not Mullet. It's a, uh, it's the, uh, it's a credit union. Uh, that that particular rink. The uh, well, that but the, but the but the 
the main rink is Molot Arena. Is Molot Arena. My Correct. guess is the ACHA Correct. team won't play it on that one. But. Yeah, let's let's see if the uh, ASU alum chimes in with uh, with the name of that. Uh... <laughs> I think Paul still wants to call it the Checkbox Center. Yeah, he would all, all the time, every day if he could. So uh, um, it won't be uh, surprising, but it, it's, it does have a separate name, that, that arena, so or that rink uh, as part of the mullet arena. Um, so it'll be interesting. There'll be lots of good stuff that, uh, that happens uh, the, in but, ACHA hockey. But speaking of the ASU uh, ACHA program, they're in full swing. Uh, they are, uh, they've got their schedule out, and you know nothing really jumps off the page there, but uh, except they're going to play, let's see. Yeah, I mean, they're going to play the usual opponents, UNLV, Grand Canyon, Arizona, Utah. Uh, they'll, they'll play at Central Oklahoma, so that's going to be – those will be some tough games. Well, all the WCHL games will be tough. Of course, the games with Arizona always are, are going to be battles as they battle for the Cactus Cup. Um, you know, they'll go to Colorado. But, you know, they're going to play Oregon, home and away, uh, GCU. But that, not really – okay, not really a lot of um, – not really a lot of – games that are going to be outside the conference. I mean, they'll have a few, but, but, uh, other than the trip to central Oklahoma. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's interesting, but like I said, I'm here in Vegas and I'm here for a very good reason. So, uh, without further ado, let's see if we can bring on Nick Raboni, the associate head coach with uh, UNLV. Nick, if you want to hit one of those call in buttons, we'll, uh, we'll plug you in live and, and get things rocking and rolling here. Talking some rebel hockey, a lot of big things, especially this week. So, we look forward to uh, to that and getting the uh, the down low if we can uh, from Nick uh, when he jumps on and joins us here in just a minute. Um, in the meantime, though, um, the the, uh, the ACHA programs have just gotten better and better and better, and we talk about it all the time about the WCHL. But I think we got Nick with us. Nick, you got Scott and Stephen with you. How are you? And thanks for uh, for joining us tonight. As I sit here on the twenty eighth floor of the Rio Hotel, I'm good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're doing great. Um, big week for UNLV hockey. So let's start off right with that, Nick. Tell us about uh, what's going on tomorrow and then uh, lead us into the golf tournament on Friday. Yeah, tomorrow's a big day for us. It's our first annual giving day. So it's an opportunity for our guys to kind of reach out within their networks and, you know, raise a little bit of money to help pay for, you know, our ice time, some big travel that we have coming up this year. And, um, you know, I think it's a great opportunity for our fans and community to get behind as well. So we'll be asking for, you know, little donations here and there, five, 10, 15, $20, all of it goes to a great cause. You know, that's one thing that I always say is, uh, ACHA teams know how to do it. They know how to get out there and, and the best of them can fundraise because they know how important it is to their programs. I don't know if you heard, uh, Nick, but I was uh, at uh, the DU golf tournament on Monday and had a chance to uh, talk with David Carl. And the last question I asked him was, I said, you know, tell us about your your desire to want to grow hockey and uh, the fact that you brought Lindenwood in last year and bringing you guys in this year. And, and he was ecstatic about it. To him, it was a very important thing. And I think he didn't talk about what it was going to mean for his team but he talked about what it could mean for your team. He said, it's going to be a great opportunity to showcase for you guys to showcase your talents in front of uh, an NCAA crowd. And certainly it'll be the first game since they won the NCAA championship. So that'll add a few uh, extra people, I'm sure. But your thoughts on uh, David Carl inviting you to play at Magnus Arena on October 1st. Well, I mean, it's it's an incredible opportunity. You know, not many teams will, will get that in the ACHA. So I think that, you know, kudos to what I, what I guess we've done the last five years for uh, for us to be able to consider for this opportunity. So we are proud of that. Um, but it's a big deal. I mean, you know, we have a lot of guys who maybe have a chip on their shoulder that didn't get the Division One looks that they wanted and things like that. So, you know, we're going to go in there and, and try and, you know, realistically earn their respect play hard and, and see what happens. Um, but it's, it's going to be a fun night. Um, you know, we know Denver is obviously the, the best division one team in the country. Um, so, so for us, I think it's just important that uh, we use this as an opportunity to grow. Um, and also we're going to learn something from it. Well, Nick, and, and you guys have been busy adding players to your roster to kind of beef up what, you know, that's what this is, you know, hopefully going to be a, a very important and magical season for you guys. A couple of those have uh, some NCAA experience. So 
how much can you lean on those guys um, to kind of help you in this kind of environment when you play an NCAA opponent like you're going to play in Denver and then you're going to play uh, Alaska later uh, in this or you know a few weeks later down the road? I think the big thing for us is experience. You know, we have so many seniors and upperclassmen, um, regardless of, of their transfers or um, guys that have been with the program now for four four plus years. Uh, I think that that bodes well for us. I mean, we we only bring in a handful of freshmen. You know, that we have some great transfers with NCAA Division three experience and a couple with Division one experience. Um, so I mean, I'm sure that those guys are are going to all be ready to go, and and we're. Uh, we're in a good spot. Um, you know, I think uh, with, with the experience that we have coming back, um, not many things rattle our guys. You know, we've played in some tough environments together now uh, the last the last year and prior to COVID as well. So um, for us, it's, it's just a business trip and, and uh, we're we're chomping at the bit. And, and what do you hope to to get out of those kind of games? Because obviously the, the, the matchup is going to be tough because, you, you know, the defending champs in Denver, Alaska's, you know, decent too. But, you know, when you play an NCAA uh, exhibition game like you guys are going to play, what do you get out of it? Obviously, it's not so much about winning or losing, but um, I think you kind of touched on but experience, you know, other things that it's going to help you as you go through the ACHA season and, and beyond. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. The experience is, is going to be really important. I, I mean, when you look at the ACHA tournament, um, no disrespect to the Division One teams there, but um, I can't imagine we'll play anybody tougher than Denver or Alaska um, after those games. So it's uh, I'm not saying we're not going to have tough games because I, I, you know, everybody in the ACHA Division One ranks is tough, especially the WCHL. But when you look at it from a, an opportunity of talent, um, we know where both of those teams, Alaska and Denver, stand. So you, I think for us is is we want to play with the chip on our shoulder. Um, we, we want to be tough. You know, I think, uh, we want to be smart too. Um, when you, when you look at it, the most disciplined team, uh, you know, tends to be the one that wins a national championship at our level. So if you're not disciplined in these games for Denver and Alaska, you know, they're going to make you pay on the power play. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be things that, that we're really going to learn from, um, and, uh, moving forward, um, hopefully, you know, our guys get a great experience out of it. Okay, so let me piggyback on that just a bit, Nick. Um, when you go into games like that, do you prepare differently or will you prepare differently uh, for an NCAA opponent than you would a, a really good ACHA D1 opponent? No, we're going to prepare the same either way. Um, you know, we're not going to try and do anything different. I mean, we, we might tweak some things here and there, but other than that, I mean, our preparation is the same when it comes to film and uh, the competitiveness we have at practice. And, um, you know, the systems that we go over, whether it be on the ice or off the ice, you know, for us, like I said, it, it's a business trip both ways. We're, we're going there for the great experience, obviously. But at the same time, you want to go in there with the mindset of you're going in to compete. Um, and, uh, you know, we want to try and win. So let me ask you this. Um, another big event coming up on Friday. I'm going to be out there to do some video and do some stuff. But. Um, tell me how big this golf tournament's becoming because every year you sell it out, every year you do bigger and better things. How important is that? Is is that for building UNLV Rebel Hockey? It's really a great way to get our brand out within the community. Um, with this being our seventh year, I think we've we've learned a thing or two on what people like and uh, how to have a good time out there. And we understand that most people are there for. Uh, for support of supporting us and it's not always about winning or losing but you want to have fun so with that being said we want to do some different things in some holes you know we have a golf ball launcher we'll have a dunk tank out there this year got a, a ball drop um you know we got a couple different games uh some bars you know it's it's just going to be a lot of fun i think uh uh everybody that's competed in it before has always told us how much fun it is and we want to make sure that uh we try and grow it and and do bigger and better things every year and um you know, it's uh, it's become a known commodity within the community. Now, you mentioned dunk tank. Does that mean somebody's gonna somebody's gonna get a little wet here? And who 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 gets that assignment? <laughs> somebody will be. I think uh, I think it's still up in the air right now. But somebody will be getting dunked. Remind me to show up late for that event, uh, just in case somebody wants to throw darts or baseballs at me uh, anyway too bad um, i'm gonna be out of town so you can't, can't, it won't be me because we know we know marshall have been the first choice oh yeah uh, but <laughs> anyway um 
it, it's always a fun event, but uh, it, it raises some money for you too, right? And it puts some money in the coffers to to help you do the things that you're doing. As you mentioned, uh, a trip to Alaska is not going to be cheap. Uh, a trip to Denver, uh, the, 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 the trip to Liberty. I mean, you guys go on the road a lot and you do it because you want to win a national championship, correct? That's right. You know, we want to play as, as many great opponents as we can. And we feel that uh, our out-of-conference schedule is really important. Um, you know, there's some great teams in the WCHL, but, you know, you have those off weekends where you want to schedule tough and play in big environments, and you can't do that without money. So the golf tournament raises us, you know, upwards of, you know, $30,000, and uh, it's a, it's, that's going to go to a couple trips, and then hopefully giving day we can raise a bit more. Um, but, uh, you know, with the, with the way that travel is, is um, inflated, it's, uh, it's become even tougher. You know, when you look at our bus and airfare and things like that it's it's gone up even since last year so we're trying to to just squeeze every every dollar we can out of uh, the opportunities we have okay so let me tell you this and you know this as well as i do when i first met you and and z and anthony uh way back seven years ago now or whatever it was and you guys had dreams of putting this all together how close is this dream getting to be fulfillment for you it's going to sound cliche, but, you know, every year I get to coach the team, it's very fulfilling. Um, whether our, I think our goal has always remained the same in terms of wanting to win and, and build a competitive team and have a, have a first-class college hockey experience for our, our guys to be a part of. Um, I would say that it's, it's grown into something better with the culture that we've established. And just to see guys coming through this culture year in and year out, that's uh, that's very, very fulfilling as far as moving on and, and, you know, possibly making that jump or, you know, even just winning a national championship. Obviously, you know, we want those things to happen. But in all reality, like this, this is very fulfilling for me um, every year. And I'm chomping at the bit this time of year, like always. All right, I kind of want to go back to, to, to giving day a little bit. Uh, kind of what can what can we expect like uh, when people uh, tomorrow I know there's part of it is going to be something at Luxor at the esports thing and there's going to be I know you're going to use social media but maybe what exactly is is giving day going to entail for for those that are you know would be a part of it tomorrow yeah so we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization so anything that is donated to us through our giving day link is 100% tax right um, tax write off for for anybody that's interested in that. Um, but as far as the team goes, we wanted to make it fun, so we split up our our full team into uh, groups of eight. I'm sorry, groups of four, so eight teams total, and uh, we're, we're making it a competition. Whatever team raises the most, you know, we got a couple good gifts for them as well, um, and we wanted to do it to to where it was a fun fun environment too. So the esports arena was gracious enough to to donate their venue um for the for three hours tomorrow morning and um you know we're going to try and get on social media go live with it guys are going to be texting calling their friends family we'll have some music going some food and things like that there for them as well so trying to make it a, a fun event for for everyone really and i think uh it'll get some great coverage on social media which is where a lot of the play is going to be and and you know kind of going into the season and you know hoping to raise the the funds that you do you talked about ice thing i know your schedule you, you're gonna have some new venues you're gonna play here in vegas you're gonna try a couple games at lifeguard i think you guys are still trying to work on maybe getting the dollar loan so i guess that depends on how well giving day goes so how excited are you about those prospects you know playing at lifeguard first first time and then maybe having a game or several games at, at the dlc yeah, so we're going to be announcing it probably early next week, but we, we have signed a contract with Dollar Loan Center, so I figure I'll just break that on here. So we're going to actually Breaking news, open up Scott. The, we get breaking yeah. news on our show. I love it. <laughs> there you go. So October 7th, we'll play University of Utah at Dollar Loan Center, and then um, that Saturday night we'll, we'll play them. Uh, at Lifeguard Arena. So we'll have a home means Henderson weekend, and I think that'll be a great uh, chance for us to kind of expand the brand out in Henderson a bit more. Um, I'm sure we'll get our diehard fans and students there as well, but, uh, you know, Henderson's going to be fun. I, I think uh, Dollar Loan Center is an incredible venue. 
Um, we're also going to play the University of Alaska Anchorage there for our lone D1 game. So that'll be great. I know they're bringing down a ton of alumni, but, um, you know, I think that uh, with an important and historic game like that, where, you know, UNLV is playing its first NCAA opponent in Las Vegas, we want to make sure it's at a special venue. And no disrespect to City National Arena, but uh, Dollar Loan Setters is, uh, is second to none when it comes to, you know, 5,000 seat arenas that I've seen. Nick, let me ask you this, because uh, with uh, this summer, I, I made a trip to uh, watch the NJEC uh, evaluation for the World Juniors, and I made a trip down to Adrian because I was curious as to what made Adrian tick. And when I went down there, I was shocked to see that they had one building, seven uh, college hockey teams, uh, four figure skating teams, and Gary Astalis told me that that building during the school season is booked from 6 a.m. to midnight every single day. And I was going like, you know, the first thing that came into my head was if there's a will, there's a way. And on the other side of things, here at the, in, in Las Vegas, you guys have done that. You've gone from uh, where you were to start at the Ice Center, and, and you keep continuing to grow and, and do things. So um, just your thoughts on, on other programs that maybe are, are wondering how to do it or how to achieve the things that you've done. What does it take? Uh, I mean, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. I'm not going to lie there. I think uh, the the work that, you know, Anthony, myself, you know, kudos to Z and Arturo as well, um, have have kind of put in the last five years. It, it's, uh, it's tough, and it doesn't happen overnight. Um, I think that planning and having a vision is the number one thing. If you have that vision and you know where you want to be, um, you know, you can, you can talk to enough people and, and ask the questions that need to be answered and, and, and rely on others within the industry, whether it's ACHA, NCAA, um, professional, whatever it may be. If guys are hungry enough to do it, there's, uh, like you said, if there's, there's a will, there's a way. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, getting, the, getting everything out on paper and, and really, we were lucky as well. The Vegas Golden Knights played a huge part in, in our, you know, growth. And I don't think we'd be anywhere close to where we are without them. Um, so, you know, some some schools are in different situations than others, um, you know, whether it be how they get guys admitted into school and financial needs and and all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, there's loopholes and everything. So finding finding right the right players to fit the mold that you have at, at your program is probably number one and making sure you have the talent. And then after that, it's building a culture. So once you have the talent and you have the culture, you know, you have a shot. Okay, I want to get back to talking about that team because I've talked to several coaches now at the ACHA D1 level, and, and there's one consensus, Nick, that I get, and I know this is going to be hard for you to comment on, but everybody tells me that the best roster on paper right now is UNLV. And I've had a couple of coaches tell me, I don't know how we can beat them unless they beat themselves, so to speak. So um, tell us a little bit about how you built this roster Um after what you've seen and how close you've been in years past? I think last year was, uh, it was a, a little bit eye opening for us. You know, I think we, we had the talent, but we didn't necessarily have the depth we wanted. Um, so we made it a point, you know, coach Greener and I to go out and, and really get some depth on the back end defensively. Um, and then also, you know, figuring out how we were going to add a little bit more scoring. Um, so, you know, on paper is one thing, uh, execution is, is another thing. Um, I think when we looked at our team on paper last year, we thought we had a good team. We didn't maybe realize we had as good a team as we wound up being. So, um, you know, it can go both ways. Um, but the big thing for us is, you know, we've, we've done a good job now of, uh, communicating with the players, our goals and expectations. So the new guys coming in are going to have to fall within that, uh, regardless of where they play. You know, this little sale without you. Um, so on paper, yes, we got a great team. You now it's now it's our job as coaches to to set the tone early, and our leaders really got to do that as well. And you know, we'll see uh, we'll see where we fall at the end of the year. Okay, as you probably know, I followed Denver real close last year, being in Denver, and I commented about the same time last year, Nick, that um, what I noticed different about Denver and a lot of other programs that I was up close and personal with was that the team cohesiveness was so good from the summertime, working out together without coaches, uh, just with strength and conditioning, or even just 
you know, doing a pro camp or whatever it was. And it seemed like it bonded. And I wondered, you know, how much that played a role in them winning the national championship. So when I had a chance to visit with some of them this summer, uh, I asked them that same question. I said, what was the best thing about winning the national championship? And almost to a man, they all said the same thing. They said it was winning it with our teammates. So how do you try to build that cohesiveness with your roster? Uh, to be honest with you, the way Anthony and I see, um, you know, the defined culture is is really, you know, what are you doing for your teammates and how to make a play for your teammates. And you're not going to do those things unless unless the guys love each other. And, and you really got to find ways to team build. And it, team building never stops. It's not something you just do at the beginning of the year. It's something that's done as much as a, working on a power play, a penalty kill systems. Like you're finding new ways to get the guys to bond off the ice. Um, but for us, we made it a point last year to do a whole lot of different things. Like we do team jeopardy, you know, we go on team hikes. Uh, we've done dodgeball, basketball, things like that. Some some weeks if guys are, if we feel we need it, we'll literally cancel practice and, and go do something else. So um, I think it's huge. It's, it's, it's a must. And I don't know uh, how much other teams, re, you know, rely on that or work on that, but I know it's a big deal for us. Nick, I guess when you look back at last season and you had the experience, obviously the great season and the, the tournament run that you had and stuff, what is one area, uh, you mentioned kind of scoring, but what is like one area of, of, of the game that that you got, when you and Anthony sat down this summer, you're like, we really, if, if we improve on this, uh, we really could increase our chances of winning a championship tenfold. I think it is scoring um, and depth defensively. So, you know, I think uh, we, a lot of people don't realize because everyone's playing hurt towards the end of the year, but uh, we only had five defensemen um, playing in that last game. We had actually moved a forward back when we played versus UCO. Um, so we were totally depleted defensively. Again. Yeah. I think you uh, had guys that were, were really – uh, battling through some injuries and things like that. And so this year we just that, – that is a big point is to, to stay healthy. And, um, you know, you can't control the injury bug, but you can control the depth. So having guys coming in is, is a big deal. And then obviously I think, um, you know, we want to score more. I think it's – there's no there's no way around saying that. So hopefully, you know, we brought in a couple playmakers and guys that we think we could put the puck in the back of the net and have a little bit of a scoring touch. And um, also, you know, as a coach, you, you got to reflect and we got to get better. You know, how do we teach the systems we want to to uh, create better scoring chances and opportunities and things like that? So we're open to improve on all three areas. And so coaching, I can control. <laughs> and one area of the game, I think certainly was really strong, of course, was the goaltending tandem you had last season. So um, talk about that and just how much Wixon and then Benedetto when he was in, how key they were for you guys is to, to have the success that you did and and what do you expect from from them as they go into another season or or just from your goaltending uh, perspective in general yeah so we, you know we added a third goalie this year in Landon Pavlison and you know Landon has a ton of experience in the North American Hockey League has played the NCAA Division three level for multiple years as well so we're excited to bring him in and obviously you know Vinny and Wixon just were our, our rocks last year so all three of those guys I think are going to be you know, relied on this year. And um, obviously, you know, Wixon had a, had a really good year for us and he's coming back as well. And I think uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough battle every practice to see who's going to, whose net it's going to be, especially early on. Uh, we don't want anybody to feel comfortable and they all know it's a, it's a battle and a competition, but we want to make sure that they all have each other's backs as well. And I think, um, you know, Vinny and Wix had such a great relationship last year that hopefully bringing Landon in as well will uh, will only make it a, a little bit more fun and a little tougher for everyone to get in the net. And I think that's what you want. Yeah, and how nice was that? Because it seemed like you're right. Every week, you know, it was you guys did practice and you had and it was a competition. Even if Wixon had a really strong week, if maybe that practice week Benedetto was strong, you put him in net. I mean, you could you could rely on either one of those guys to do to do well. But it it seemed like that it they were supporting each other and you know one wasn't getting upset that they weren't in the net that the other guy had the opportunity. So that's that's an important thing too, right? To have this have a the cohesiveness. One thing I also noticed too was how close you guys were as a team. I think the closest that you got the 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 closest the team has been since I've started following you guys. Uh, any any of that uh, accurate? 
Oh, yeah, 100%. I, like I said, I think Vinny and Wixon had just such a great relationship. They were cheering for each other, and sometimes you always don't see that at our level. Um, and then, you know, I think the rest of the squad, like I said, we, we made it a point last year to do any, anything in our power to kind of bring these guys closer together. They all, they all really seem to like each other, uh, so hopefully nothing's changed over the summer. Okay, I got to ask you this because just down the uh, the uh, southwestern path, I'll call it, down at Arizona State, they're opening up the new Mullet Arena. First of all, have you started growing out your hair to fit in? Uh, and second of all, and second of all is how excited are you guys to see a program like Arizona State that was an NC or an ACHA Division One champion finally now get their own new building and uh, really start to grow NCAA hockey in the uh, southwest. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't be happier for those guys. I mean, we love Greg and, um, you know, his staff with Alex and, and those guys. And um, I think that uh, they put in a lot of, like, you know, like we all do, blood, sweat, and tears to try and make this thing happen. And I know that this has been something they've wanted to do since the beginning of making that jump. And, um, you know, I think now that they have that, uh, they're a true powerhouse down there. I mean, you, you have obviously the, a great university and, um, a really strong coaching staff, and, and now you have the facility to match it. Um, I think it's just a matter of time before you know you see ASU down more. And uh, I think, um, I think Greg is, is like I said, he's just done a tremendous job recruiting with what he has. And now, I mean, watch out. Okay, final one for me is um, you're going to Alaska to play a couple of hockey games, but I'm guessing you're going to do a little more up there. Is there something special you can? Uh, relate to us and what you got want the guys to see in Alaska? Nick, did we lose you? <laughs> hey, uh, sorry guys. Sorry, I, I got yeah, you yeah, now. No, um, yeah, no, no problem. I'm, Go as ahead. As far as, Alaska, as far as Alaska goes, like I said, um, it's a business trip. And I think, uh, you know, this is something we've learned in the past, to be honest with you, is, you know, we've gone to New York and played Stony Brook and um, we've done some fun stuff with the guys. And, uh, you know, anytime we see them to do that, they don't seem to perform as well on the ice. So uh, <laughs> if we do do anything um, that's going to be worthwhile, it would definitely be after the games. And um, I think uh, the guys will have some downtime while we're there to go out and explore a little bit. But like I said, business trip you know we're going up there to compete all right let me ask you this about uh when when is camp expected to start up uh, and we know you've had special guests come and, and help you with camp in the past uh, uh any news you can share on that about whether whether uh, we know kenny mccunnan's come and helped you guys in the past is he planning on coming back or and when are you guys uh, going to open up camp yeah camp opens up august uh 29th um, and Kenny will be back. So we're excited to have him. And he's been, uh, he's been a big part of, you know, kicking the year off. Right. And, um, I think that, uh, to have an NHL guy like Kenny, who's just incredible at what he does. And, um, our guys are very fortunate and, um, it's fun to go out there. And, and for me and coach Greener to watch from up top, it's, it's a good time for us to evaluate, um, this year, you know, with so many guys we have, we're, we're going to have to make a few cuts as well. So we're going to watch a little bit closer even. And then uh, that moves into our Scarlet and Gray game the following week on September 10th, which is a Saturday night. And, um, you know, the guys are, are, like I said, they're competing for, for a lineup. Some, some guys are um, unsure of where they're going to be, and I think that's what we want. We want, uh, we want to have guys that uh, don't know where they are and um, just work their ass off. All right, one more from me. I, you know, I want to kind of – get kind of the behind the scenes of I know we know you've put out stuff to to get uh, people to help you guys in the with the program to help with the video stuff and, and the, the content that you guys were able to put out last year was really outstanding and just the people you had involved doing that um, so I guess that's an important aspect of your team and, and what you're hoping to do maybe with the way the broadcasts are presented because uh, I know that those are those are good too but you know those, you know just on that front and and just being able to you know with the content on social media and and, and all that that you guys produce i mean the program as a whole is is something that we're always trying to get better at whether it's on the ice or off the ice and bringing on talented young students here at unlv has been a goal of ours um you know there's so many opportunities here um i think in las vegas 
beyond what we do at UNLV. So to get their start with us and, and really help us put a good product together, whether it be video, social media, um, you know, articles, things like that. There's, there's, there's a whole team that we've built and now we have our game day ops team. We have our tailgate, we have our pre-party, you know, there's just, there's so much that goes into it because we want to just put such a quality product together and we can't do it with just three people. It takes a team of, you know, roughly 15 to 20 people now on our, on our, uh, staff and, uh, we're okay with that. And, um, I think uh, we want people to see us as as a legitimate internship, and uh, and then we're moving them on into bigger things. You know, we've had plenty of guys now and and girls move on to the Silver Knights and the Golden Knights and things like that, and they got their start with us. So I'm really proud of that, and I think uh, we want to continue to to kind of build what we've done here off the ice as well. Plus, it's probably nice for you and and Coach Vigneri uh, Greener to to have other people that can handle some of those responsibilities. You guys can focus more on on the ice and and getting the doing the coaching thing. That's right. You know, you want to be able to delegate more tasks to people and, and focus on what, what we can do and what we should be doing. Um, so you, you wear a lot of hats in the ACHA. You know, it's not always just coaching. And I think guys uh, probably realize that the, the ones that have, um, you know, have to fundraise and, and do different things. But uh, that's why there's people that want to help and you're never going to shy those type of people away from the program and you want to bring them in and, and be able to utilize their efforts. Nick, thanks so much for joining us. We always appreciate your time. You guys are doing a great job, and it's always fun to be around. Uh, I'll sneak down tomorrow and check out what's going on at the uh, the eSports Arena, and then I'll also be out at the golf tournament and appreciate everything that you do to help us uh, stay where we're at. And we look forward to seeing you in the NCAA. we got room for you. There's plenty of room in the NCAA whenever you're ready. <laughs> we'll see we'll see well we'll see you tomorrow scott and thanks for the uh thanks for the time today well you know lindenwood lindenwood win the wins the championship i did a whole thing with them afterwards and then they don't want to talk to me anymore so what they do they get promoted to ncaa so <laughs> as soon as you guys are want to be rid of me win a championship at the acha move up to the ncaa so then you can be <laughs> uh we never get rid of you marcy never get rid of you and by the way, he was one of your interns that now we plucked away. So uh, we're thankful for what you did for him as well. But uh, Nick, have a good night. See you tomorrow. I'll see you Friday. And uh, most success this year because uh, that team is loaded. Just, uh, just get the W's, okay? Thanks, guys. Absolutely. That's Nick Raboni, the assistant, uh, the associate head coach of the UNLB Skating Rebels. And we'll take a quick break. Steve and I will be back to wrap up another episode of the Great West College Hockey Podcast. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. Your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong. See if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu.
Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Your hometown hockey team, your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions, your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Indeed it is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Serenity with you tonight after a 10-hour drive to uh, beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, sitting above 28 uh, stories up above the uh, the beautiful Las Vegas ground. <laughs> I think I can call it ground at the Rio Hotel and Suite. We're not a mile high like we are, in, like you are in Denver. Yeah, no. Uh, but my co-host Stephen Marsh has joined me about twenty feet away from me in the uh, in the beautiful suite here. So we're having uh, a good time reminiscing and talking about all things Rebel Hockey. And um, you know what? Uh, they deserve it. The work that they've done to uh, bring this program to where it is right now, and the the level that they're at right now, just is. Uh, is an incredible thing. And if you were around seven years ago and saw what they were doing and, and saw the vision and now are starting to see it close to reality, um, I don't know what more you can say. And Stephen bleeds scarlet and gray, so um, it's all over my couch now, by the way. I'm probably going to have to pay for it. But anyway, Stephen, uh, your thoughts from what you heard from Nick Raboni tonight? Well, yeah, they've come away from, from having to bounce between two places. Uh, whether it be the Ice Center or 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 Sobe uh, Arena, whatever it was called at the time, and and playing at those two venues, uh, broadcast was being done on a scaffolding uh, by Dana that was doing the, the games, and he still does the games, but you know, he's he's still he's still in a corner, but it's not he's not on a scaffolding. He actually was had a monitor the last few games of last season, which was he'd been asking for it for several years, and the guy, guy he was working with brought brought a monitor, so he. He uh, he was loving that, so uh, hopefully all, all that will continue to improve. But uh, but the stuff on the ice is really, uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty uh, incredible to see how far it's come. I started uh, really following them closely, I guess in twenty eight, I guess twenty seven, twenty seventeen, eighteen, eighteen, yeah, um, you know, and they they've obviously been really good these, you know, since the Division One, and last season was just kind of like how important uh, such a such a big step for them in what they're trying to do the season they had um you know they've been they've been in the national tournament they, they've had of course ripped away from them with, with the pandemic and they've had they've 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 gone before that but they hadn't really been able to, to really gain a, a good feel you know good traction in there but they took care of all that last year by going to the final four of the acha tournament which is no easy feat and uh and they very well could have won that game against central oklahoma and been the been the runners up but uh so I think they they know they tasted it. They tasted being so close to that championship game, and then seeing what Lindenwood has done to win, and then they go to NCAA, which is what they want to try to do. So uh, they're in a good position to do that. And what all these things that they're doing coming up with the Giving Day—that's great idea. Uh, it's, it's, it can be very successful. Uh, the, the golf things is 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 very successful every year. Um, we we got some breaking news on our show, which I love. When we, we can get we can get be the, get the exclusive, uh, they are going to play uh, the games against Utah in Henderson. They're going to play at the Dollar Loan Center on that Friday, the seventh. 
Uh, and then the eighth, they'll be at Lifeguard, which is the the practice facility for the Henderson Silver Knights, and of course hosts a lot of other icing City National, basically Henderson's version of City National Arena. So that's going to be exciting. They're going to play the game against Alaska here in Vegas at the Dollar Loan Center. Um, so as, as Nick said, all that stuff costs. So that's why the importance of the Giving Day and everything to to be able to to do to do those things. To well, they're going to do them, but to be able to to do them, and, and to probably do more of those kind of, kind of things. And then all the trips they're going to take and everything this year. Uh, the national tournament, of course, is going to be in Boston. That's going to be expensive. Nick brought up a good point. Everything is cost more these days, so it's it's a little bit more expensive, just on that front than than so much of the trips you're taking, but just because the cost of everything is more expensive too. Okay, I'm scared to open up this can of worms, but I'm going to do it. Um, you uh, are a UNLV graduate. Um, you started covering this team or following this team closely, 2016, 17 range, so roughly six seven years 2017 okay so so six seven years of of coverage at this point and following them but if i had come to stephen marsh in 2015 and said stephen in 2022 slash 23 you're going to be looking at a unlv team that's challenging for an acha division one championship they're going to play three um no they're going to play four uh NCAA team uh, games, two, three against Alaska Anchorage and one against uh, Denver. If I would have told you that in 2015, before you started following this team, but you're a UNLV guy, you're bleeding the scarlet and gray all day long. If I would have told you that, what would your response have been to me? Well, I think 2015, Stephen would have said that that sounds great, uh, but you know, what is that going to take? I mean, because the hockey climate was very different then. We had just came off of having a, an ECHL team here from 2003 to 2014 was the last year they had played. Then they went away. And then you had this period between 2015, and there was rumblings that maybe an AHL team would come or an NHL team would, would come to, to Vegas. Um, there wasn't a lot of venues playing. UNLV's had a team even before 2014. And, and you know, it was – you heard I, when I was going to school that you you kind of heard about it and, and and they were you know they were pretty they had some decent years of course but I think Veneri Greener of course played played with uh, the team at one point and had a great career there and is, is one of the best to, to put the uniform on I guess for for UNLV and and uh, so it's so it's kind of cool for him now that he gets to be a part of this really the accelerated growth of this this program um, well I mean it's taken time but I mean it seems like the last couple of years it's really accelerated. Um, so I mean, it's it's it was different, and and now you look at so you kind of knew there was a t kind of a team, but it was you know hockey wasn't really you know everyone talked about the football team even though it, as bad as they've been you know basketball was was kind of but they've been kind of and I think maybe part of that and but I think since we got NHL hockey here, I mean that was the game changer. City National came into existence, UNLV getting to have a locker room there and having their logo there on the building or in the in the in the rink there the main rink is uh, is great. Um, I think it's elevated. Obviously, the success of the Golden Knights, I think, uh, you know, has really helped because it's it's trickled down to to UNLV uh, because people love the Golden Knights. They they obviously have really come to love hockey here in in this area, and I think that's benefited UNLV too to to be able to go there and and people that maybe want to support Rebel Athletics. And I think and it's and I and they need to be more successful. The other sports, talking about football. Because um, they haven't been good re uh, lately, and I and they're the big one of the they can be a big money driving uh, sport uh, for the school, but I think not them not being good as good, and then basketball been kind of mediocre the last few years, and then the rise of hockey, UNLV coming in and kind of getting getting that I think has all benefited them too, and uh, so if if we can get all the all those other sports, the big sports to 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 really do well, uh, that's going to benefit UNLV too. But they've they've established. I think sometimes more people would want to right now go to a UNLV hockey game than they might want to go to a, a football game, or at least pre-Allegiant Stadium. But I think people want winners, and UNLV is winning. The other teams, you know, uh, there's been some very low attendance for the basketball teams. But you go to City National, and and and, and because of the space, uh, they could get more probably that would go. But because of the the space uh, constrictions, it's it's tough to get people in. That's what'll be very interesting to see what it'll be like. When they have the games at the the Dollar Loan Center, lifeguards 
maybe a little bit bigger, but it's probably similar size in City National with, with people there. But but it'll be very. I mean, you could put a little bit more in lifeguard, I guess. But but the games at Dollar Loan Center uh, are going to be very interesting to see what kind of crowd they can get. You know, that arena holds about five thousand. So, um, you know, they've had games at the Orleans in the past, and and they've done pr pretty good. I think they got almost two thousand for for a game at the Orleans. They've done T-Mobile, but in a fourteen sixteen thousand, it seems pretty empty. But a place like Dollar Loan Center is it's going to be it's going to be real interesting to see. That that would be kind of a real test to see what kind of what kind of crowd they can they can pull off, and I think I think where they are right now as a program and all the excitement and the buzz and everything, uh, I think I think that's going to be a quite a successful week. And how exciting is going to be for Utah that's going to be coming in for that game to be a part of that too, and uh, as the visitors and and uh, that's exciting too. So I hope that answered your question. <laughs> Yeah, it did. Um, seven minutes worth. <laughs> but, but anyway. Well, you said you were afraid to ask it. <laughs> I was. Uh, I knew what I was getting into. Uh, Scarlet and gray never leaves. Uh, but anyway, anyway, as uh, the three takeaways that I took away from, from the conversation with Nick was, number one, business trip. He, he said that several times, that th this team is focused on winning hockey games and, and becoming better. Um, the second thing I took away was the cohesiveness. And it's one of the first times I've heard a coach say uh, the cohesiveness doesn't just start at the beginning of the year or in a practice. It's something that has to be cultivated basically the entire season long. And you can't miss out on any step anywhere along the way if you want to have cohesiveness for the entire year and a solid team. And the third thing that I took away from it was uh, I think the ability to play some games at Dollar Loan Center is going to give the higher-ups and maybe some people with dollars in their pockets the opportunity to say, hey, if you play Anchorage and you put 4,000 people in the crowd, what could you do if you brought Arizona State in? What could you do if you brought Michigan or Minnesota or Denver came here or something like that? I think that's all things that people can look at. Uh, and conversely, it can kind of work against you too if nobody shows up. And I, and I don't want to badmouth Lindenwood by any stretch, but well, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> but Lindenwood, at, you know, played Air Force this year. Air Force came to play them in their building, and it was sadly disappointing the crowds because they were they were they knew they were making the jump, and they wanted people to come out and support it, and they just flat out didn't for whatever reason. And um, you know, I mean, I think that here in Vegas, that's not going to be the case, as you just mentioned. People are going to show up. And it's how many show up. I mean, if if you pack the Dollar Loan Center to play Utah and you pack them to play Anchorage, um, there's a good chance that people with eyes are going to go, this is a viable program. Maybe make that next jump soon. Yeah, and and the, also the other thing about it, too, is you're going to be able to – Henderson, which, you know, people sometimes from Henderson – they don't want to say they're, you know, they're, they're, they're Henderson people. They're not Vegas people. You know, it's kind of like, you know, so when, when the Silver Knights were going to be the Henderson Silver Knights, you know, for a while they still had to play at the Orleans, but now they have the Dollar Loan Center. Um, of course, some people <laughs> are maybe not exactly happy about where it is located, but I think ultimately they're, the city of Henderson's happy to have it. And there's tons of events happening at the Dollar Loan Center now. I mean, that thing, they wasted no time getting events there. It's, it's, I, you know, almost feel bad for, the Orleans, which almost had a bunch of events, so it seems like a lot of stuff now is dollar loans. I mean, you, you got the there's going to be a basketball thing there. They're going to be, of course, the Silver Knights are there. The, the 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 indoor football teams there in the spring. They have a basketball tournament. They've having concerts there. Now UNLV is going to squeeze a couple of games. I mean, that place is is getting a lot of stuff, which is great for Henderson and and so UNLV is going to be able to to go to Henderson and play a weekend of games at, at the Henderson facilities there. And and I think that's that's another way to kind of get into that. That market, um, you know, I'm sure you know people from Henderson. I go to U City National and probably watch the games, but but to have it, you know, maybe more accessible, people might that don't want to travel from Henderson to to Summerlin, or they don't want to travel to to T-Mobile if they don't, you know, if they don't want to go to Golden Knights games or or wherever, or certainly for UNLV games, uh, go to Summerlin. They can they're going to have an opportunity to see UNLV, which is a really good team, play at the at the Dollar Loan Center. Um, so that's, that's just gives more people an opportunity to, to see more hockey there between the silver Knights and everything else that's going on there. So that's going to be, uh, beneficial. And I think it's, it could go very well for, for UNLV. And, and I think you need that when you're playing a team like Alaska and they're planning to bring people, I think, uh, you, you need a, a bigger venue, um, to, to really kind of see where you're at. 
And so that's good that they're going to have that opportunity. And, and, and thankfully now we have a venue like the Dollar Loan Center, brand new place. It's not too big, you know, about 5,000 seats. You know, even the Orleans is 7,000 something seats. So 5,000, I think right now is probably good size to, to, to when you get people in there, it's not going to seem so empty. Um, even even when Silver Knights games, there's not the full 5,000. Even though there's about 3,000 or so. It looks still pretty full, and it's intimate. It's electric in there. And so I expect the same for, for when UNLV is, is there. Well, let me tell you, two venues that, that I have, well, one that I've been in, one I hope to be in soon. Uh, the the rink at Colorado College is on campus and about 3,200, 3,400 seats, something like that. And it's a good venue. It's a really good venue. It was good for the uh, Five Nations tournament. The uh, venue, the Mullet Arena at uh, Arizona State, 4,700 to 5,000, somewhere in that capacity with standing room. That's a perfect college NCAA size rink. That it, you know, and people talk about that all the time. If you can fill that, that's a really good NCAA experience. So the Dollar Loan Center is a perfect fit, uh, if you will, for the potential for NCAA hockey. And I don't want to put words in people's mouths or or push the issue, but I mean that would be fantastic. That's what that's the next step in not only UNLV but in Las Vegas's hockey evolution. I think so. I, I think that's important. Um, I guess the final thing that, that I wanted to mention was, um, you know, Nick talked about all the things that they do and, and tomorrow, certainly with the giving day and the way they've set it up is going to be, sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. I mean, I guess that's where we're going tomorrow morning. You asked me what time you want to go somewhere. Well, that's where we're going. Um, it, it sounds like it's going to be a fun event. I know the golf tournament's going to be sold out in a fun event. And I just hope Stephen, that, that people around the country are taking notice and going it goes back to the Adrian story. If there's a will, there's a way. So if you really want to make your program succeed and grow and, and be something special, these are the types of things that you need to do. And you look at others. If you have to steal a few items or whatever, you steal a few items and, and you run with it. Maybe you enhance it. You do something a little different. But that's how you grow your program. And what's the motto of our company? We cover the game to grow the game. So uh, we'll be there to cover it. And uh, we hope that there's going to be some growth that comes out of it. Absolutely. I'm just looking forward to 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 seeing the who's going to be in that dunk tank at the golf thing. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe gonna... maybe it'll, maybe it'll be you, Scott. <laughs> no. No, I'm going to show up late. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> I'm going to show up late. And uh, no, I won't be on the dunk tank. Um, but who do you anyway. think might? Who think it might be? I don't know. We'll find out. Maybe it's going to be Dana Lane. <laughs> 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 uh, Dean, I love you, buddy. Uh, but anyway, uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens on that, but, um, another great show, another great visit. Uh, we just love talking hockey and, and watching the growth. I mean, that's what it's all about. And certainly, uh, no team exhibits it more than what UNLV has done over the last seven years. So congratulations to everybody with that program and continue to grow it guys, get to that next level. Like I said, there are spots available for us to cover another NCAA team. So Whenever you're ready to make the jump, we'll be there for you. But I do want to mention that we'll bring it back to the ACHA because we're talking talk a lot about UNLV and what, wanting to get to NCAA, and obviously that's what you, you want to do. But um, being at the ACHA, where they are right now especially, it's not a bad not a bad little spot too. I mean, AC, we, we've talked about it all the time, it's, and it's, it's gotten better too, that the hockey at the ACHA level has, has gotten better. And it's not like as that's why we got rid of the word that we used to use for this podcast and stuff because it's it's so much more than than what the perception of of this uh, you know what that kind of hockey is it's it's college I liked and I saw what the sign at the at St Louis there uh, at, in Lindenwood with the national tournament where ACHA hockey is college hockey and that's so true I mean it's it's college hockey it's just another type of college hockey it's not it's not a varsity NCAA hockey uh, type sport but it's it's still pretty good. Still pretty darn good hockey, if I may say so myself. All right. Can can end anything better? Take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast was brought to you by the University of Arizona. ACHA D1 Hockey, a rich history, past, present, and future. By Summer Skates, whether you choose our original red, a custom logo, or a new black shower shoes, show off your game with style at summerskates.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. No one does entertainment destinations better. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, and a world-class education in any of our 300 majors. 
by M Drive. Real people, real results. Try M Drive Boost to look and feel your best. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish uh, or rack of ribs, this is barbecue Las Vegas style. And don't forget their new Henderson location, which is at 308 North Boulder Highway. So you got two locations now to get some Jesse I Ray's. I believe we're going there for lunch tomorrow, too, by the way. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. Uh, Drury Inn & Suites, our quality and value have earned us 16 straight J.D. Power Awards. Book your stay at DruryHotels.com. Liberty University, strengthen your faith, your game, and your education at liberty.edu. And by Burrito Express, authentic Mexican food, fresh from our family recipes with six East Valley locations. The Great West College Hockey Podcast and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We'll say good night and a big thank you to uh, Nick Raboni, the associate head coach from UNLV, for joining us tonight. Uh, big thank you to everybody that listens. And uh, let's get us to 30,000 downloads. We're so close, folks. We're, with, we're within 1,000 downloads of getting to that point. So let's get it done. We'll say good night with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers De Niro. Good night, everybody.